for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are live with a very, very special, very late episode of the live and amplified livecast. Well, late for me, not so much for you. Um, Sorry. We have, a, we have a very special guest, uh, Bernie Van Teel. How's it going today, Bernie? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I feel like I did the good thing and uh, went in for 6 p.m. my time, but didn't consider that it would be very late slash very early your time. So my oh, bad. It's all good. <laughs> we had this conversation yesterday. It's like, it, if it if it was anything else but this, I wouldn't have happened. But yeah, you know, totally. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I'll find a way to make it work. Absolutely. Yeah, I can do. I can I can definitely get on board with that. But so the big reason why you're here while we're talking today is you just released Confession Tapes Volume 1, which is a cinematic music video. Fair? Yeah, I think that's a very fair thing to say. It's it's like a a music video short film hybrid. Um, So cinematic is definitely a quality that I would like it to be described as for sure. (laughs) Awesome. So... The, at least from my standpoint, this was something that just kind of came out last or that you had put into the ether last week, but I'm sure it's been, or obviously it's been in the works a lot longer than that. So yeah, what was the initial idea behind the video or yeah, what was the initial idea behind the video? So this was probably two years in the making, including the recording process with my vocals and track and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just, I was just emotionally in a a bit of a a hard place. Um, And, you know, you can't, you can't go out and, and act out that aggression. And I found that like rap music, hip hop music in particular lent itself to that type of emotion. Um, so confession tapes, the, the song was born out of that and born out of me just getting really experimental with, uh, with the production. But when it came to wanting to put a music video to it, uh, everything that I do is quite visual. Even when I'm producing music, it's all very visual. Um, and I think that comes from two aspects, which is one synesthesia where I can see sound. And the other aspect is that I'm in the acting world, you know, so I'm constantly immersed in, in things being visual. And um, yeah, so I had so many ideas just bouncing around, bouncing around. And the main one that stuck was just this, this girl being left for dead, this girl being left in this, this forest and not knowing where her bearings are geographically, where she is. Uh, and just 
you know something sinister happened there, but you can't quite grip what it is just yet. And so I talked to one of my friends, Jordan Cowan, who ended up uh, writing the screen script for it and directing it. It was her directorial debut, which is huge. Um, and she was also my co-star on Jade of Death, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I ended up pitching it to her because um, she's always been a massive supporter of music, right? And she's also in the acting industry. And I just said, look, I have this song and I showed it to her and she loved it. And I said, well, I have this idea, but I'm only getting like about halfway. And then when I get to the halfway point, I just have just a montage of visuals and and I don't know how to string them together. And so I talked to her about it and ended up being a a pitch meeting somehow. (laughs) And um, she took it on board and and um, then we just started talking and she started bouncing ideas back at me and was like, well, how about, you know, making all these suggestions and, and alterations. And I loved every idea that she came up with. Um, so together we just conceptualized it from where it was starting in my head. And then I said, look, if, if you'll have it, I would love for you to direct it and work on it with me. Mm-hmm. And she said, love that. And so she went and she wrote a script based on what we talked about. And it all just sort of built from there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, is this song isn't something that you've performed before, correct? Because at least from what I've seen, I haven't seen you perform this before. So this is kind of something that you held back a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, For a number of reasons. Uh, One, I just wasn't sure how it was going to be received. Uh, two, I didn't really know at that time, because I wrote it two years ago and like my skills and knowledge are, uh, far beyond what they were then. Um, yeah. So back then I, I didn't really know how I was going to bring that to the public eye. And then also on top of that, it's, it's very personal story and it's a very experimental sound. It has such a long intro and I knew that this needed to be a visual thing. It needed to be uh, almost a short film. And because, yeah, I'm a storyteller and, and, and those two aspects are my form of storytelling as well as dance, as you can see in the music video. And bringing that together was probably one of the reasons why I held it back. And the reason I held it back as well, it being personal, is, is I was worried about what particular people would think and what relationships were in a bit of a sticky, funny place Mm -hmm. at the time. But since then I've kind of just wanted to be unapologetic about my art form and just do it. If you're entitled to your expression, then you shouldn't worry about people taking it personally um, because art, art is subjective. Yep. It really is. Um, You know, just on a technical aspect, the one thing that I really enjoyed about the film and was the lighting and how consistent it was throughout the entire film. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it, 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 it's, that's such a weird thing to say because it's like the one thing I really appreciate, and this may even go in more into like editing and color grading and all that fun stuff, but like, it's consistent throughout the film. Like 
Wow, it yeah. Looked, right, it just had the same look and feel, and it, like, remained consistent. There wasn't one place that was, like, uber bright, and then some place was, like, super dimly lit. It had, like, a consistent feel throughout the entire thing, which anybody that's tried to shoot a short film knows that that's not easy to pull off. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so first and foremost, a massive, massive shout out to Rasmus Kalmar. Mm -hmm. uh, he was our cinematographer on the shoot and overall powerhouse human. Yeah. Uh, I've never met someone so hardworking and so ridiculously good at what they do and then ridiculously good at what other people do. <laughs> he's, mm -hmm. he's a freak of nature in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he did bring on a little bit of a skeleton crew uh, just to help him with a lot of the gear because we mm -hmm. did have a lot of gear. But for the most part, he you know, directed all of the lighting and um, photography, obviously, and um, directed a lot of how it was going to be received in, in, in the world of light, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And then second shout out goes to um, Ibi, Ibrahim Farage. He, he was my color grader or colorist. And yeah. he just, because there were a couple of shots that, did get a little bit overexposed because we're shooting outdoors and there's yeah. only so much you can do with the light outside. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he did an, a phenomenal job at coloring and, you know, color grading the whole entire thing and taking on everything that we needed, all the notes that we gave him and all the notes that Rasmus gave him and just turned it into art. Like it was crazy. It was like getting an already painted canvas and being like, can you please blend all of this to make it look visible? And it, it was brilliant. Um, I have such an appreciation for that art form now. Yeah. But yeah, cause like it was shot. It, here's the thing. It, and I love that you notice that the, the lighting is consistent cause that's a huge compliment and mm. totally underrated because we initially were supposed to shoot in consecutive three days. And in those three days we had a multitude of different locations. And then uh, what ended up happening is we got two days in and um, our makeup artist, I think broke her foot. Uh, <laughs> so she, she soldiered through her part yeah. in, in, in still being on board. And like, even though she had like a walking stick and stuff to, to assist her, um, and that was during an outdoor shoot. Uh, and then our director, Jordan, she ended up having uh, a lot of uh, health issues towards the second day of shoot um, that she ended up needing surgery for. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was feeling really ill towards the end of the second day. And that was the biggest, biggest shoot block we had. Yeah. And then we were like, we all uh, reconvened back at my place and... Uh, she was just, I just remember her laying on the day, but just like holding her stomach and just slowly passing out basically. And I was like, Jordan, let me know if tomorrow is going to be a thing because you look like you need help. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we'll do. And so things were looking good. Things were looking good. And then as soon as we got the go ahead for the next day, she rang in and was like, I can't, I'm in hospital. So we had to postpone with one day left and then everyone's, everyone's careers just went like 
this and just started uh, uh, blowing up and, and, and getting really busy. Like Rasmus is very talented, so he got very busy, um, as well as his team. And then, uh, yeah, so that last day, that third day was delayed by like two months, I think, nearly. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we had that one day left, and that was the motel shoot. Oh, and yeah. like anything that could have went wrong with this shoot, Tom, I'm telling you, it went wrong, but we persevered. That's yeah. why like, I feel so much relief that it's out. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure it was going to be out. <laughs> right. And so you said it, this is about two years in the making. What was yes. it about now that felt right to finally release it? Um, a number of things, just okay. because of the things that uh, were out of my control that quote unquote went wrong, um, it delayed my schedule a lot and it delayed this, the schedule of the release. Um, I, I initially wanted to release it on a palindrome day, which is um, the 2nd of the 2nd, 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I have a thing about numbers yeah. and I really, really wanted that, but it just wasn't going to be doable um, because you have pre-production, production, post-production mm -hmm. and it goes through a multitude of drafts and changes during that time and when you have no budget working on people's volunteer time and 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 like just their love of the craft mm -hmm. you're asking a lot yeah. and I didn't want to overstep and be you know tyrannical and be like well it needs to be and like I know I, I got pushy at some stages but I was just trying to be assertive but um and I was getting a bit, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really understand that when you're independent, you're working on other people's time. They aren't getting paid for this shoot. So they need to prioritize stuff that is paid. Mm -hmm. And that was that, that went vice versa. You know, I ended up having things that I needed to prioritize because of money. Um, and so it was like, okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, and then, and then it was just like going through upload um, rendering tests. Yeah. So with YouTube, it compresses the shit out of yep. everything, out of sound, out of visual. Like, and it's very heartbreaking when you have this incredible team that have poured their heart and soul into making something look totally divine. Yeah. And then YouTube goes, eh, have a pile of crap. And yeah. you know, like, so we had to go through some test rendering just to make sure it fit frame and it looked very sharp and, and all and that. The one thing, cause when I woke up this morning, the first mm. thing I was, I was debating on if I wanted to run to the store before I walked, it was like, it was a really weird morning. I was sitting there. I was like, I need to run to the grocery store, but do I want to watch this video first? And then I'm just <laughs> kind of sitting there and I'm looking outside and I'm like, it looks cold outside. I think I'm going to watch this video first. So, <laughs> I was sitting there, I, I have this little adapter that I can hook my phone up to the TV so like I can watch like Netflix and all that stuff without mm -hmm. um, without having to pay for any super expensive uh, smart TV there. So nice. I, I'm sitting at the edge of my bed and I'm turning the video on and I'm like, all right, let's 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 see what's going on here. Let, let's listen to it. It was probably the worst decision I ever made because going back to the YouTube upload issue, when I was sitting there listening to it and I'm like, man, 
I wish you would have pumped that music up or the like just the beat a little bit more because I'm just sitting there listening to it and like your voice is super present but the beat is just kind of getting bled into the background a little bit and I'm like I really hope this is the TV because I don't think she'd let that slide because you know (laughs) and so I'm just sitting there and I'm like all right and then I took it off and I came in here and I just kind of played it on this computer here and I was like Okay, yeah, it was the TV. I should have waited, but yeah. cool. Yeah, but, no, I was not going to let that happen. <laughs> you know, because, like, it's just one of those cheap, like, $50 TVs that I got on sale right around the holidays, and I was just like, I just need something in my bedroom, and then I was like, oh, let's have the bright idea of watching this video, and then once I came into the, uh, com- over by my computer, I saw it was like, 4k and this cinema wide d or, uh, <laughs> cinema widescreen so to speak and i'm like oh i needed to be watching it on this the entire time because it looks so much better yeah so you know obviously i'm sure being in the middle of a pandemic wasn't the ideal time but maybe it was the perfect time in the same space to release. yeah it oddly worked out for the better, I think, because people are stuck at home or should be um, staying home at least if they're non-essential. Um, and, you know, we're all bored and most of us have smartphones or smart TVs, laptops, and we're using them. Mm. Um, and like, I did the ground hustle as well and like personally messaged a whole bunch of people that I felt like I really wanted them to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, And there was quite a few people, you know, just either the fact that it was like, oh, you know, I think you'll enjoy this to, oh, I'm scared for you to watch this. So I'm going to intentionally send it to you because I'm scared to show you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. uh, So I personally messaged a whole bunch of people. And I think this this whole COVID situation is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it, it has people just sort of spending their time a bit more on the internet and a little bit more intimately with their devices um, just because they're there all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it sort of worked out for the better. And I'm, I'm not sure for the future, I'll see where, where the rest of the project goes because there's like a whole series in the barrel mm-hmm. for this. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if I'll end up performing it live or not, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. And actually yeah. that was going to, that was going to be the next thing that I wanted to talk about was that it is a series of videos. Um, is that something, are the rest of those already shot or do you have to like, where's the, re- where's the rest of them sit as far as being produced and what have you? Uh, so they've uh, around the same time that confession tapes was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean the song, um, I was already recording other songs and conceptualizing what visuals I wanted for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew already that there was a storyline, there was a whole narrative that was going to to take place there. Um, so one part of that is, yes, they're there, but they've got a long, long way to go. Like, they're recorded at least. Okay. Um, but a lot of it needs to go through more draft changes, a little bit more cha- uh, uh, 
um, mixing and, and, you know, all that, all that logistic stuff. Okay. Um, and then I have to shoot, um, shoot them. But the good thing is one, they're shorter than the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, this COVID situation again is a blessing because it gives me more time to just sit there and make it good <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, and, and really, really put that in, into, into perspective because I, I would much favor quality over efficiency, if that makes sense. I'd, mm. I'd much rather quality over, over just this constant bang, 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 there you go, here's my franchise or here's my product, mm. whatever. I'd rather take my time yeah. and release it and then be like, okay, it's here and, and I did it for you mm. and I did it for me. And I hope you enjoy, basically. I, I, I'd like to put a lot of thought into, into these things. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, so now that it's released, is the Confession Tapes Volume 1 something that you're going to start slowly incorporating into your live sets? Or will it, will it just kind of live as just the video? Uh, that's something that I've been umming and ahhing a bit over mm-hmm. at the moment. Just... For a while now, actually, um, if I if I had more like if I had more uh, um, what's the word? I don't know. If I if I was like touring, say for example, and and I had like my own concert, uh, then I would do this one thing that I I really really want to do. Um, which is like a live interactive piece uh, with the whole confession tape series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would almost be theatrical in a way. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about it, yeah. but it, in, I, I want it to specifically be in that world. And I want to involve my other friends who are in the creative arts industry, give them this concept and uh, it segues kind of into the next piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's probably my dream ideal situation um, and make it like a whole show, a whole live show and people pay tickets and we have merch and everything like that, like a mini concert for sure. Mm-hmm. But, and I like, I really, really, really want to work towards that. But uh, with that said, I know how ambitious that is. And if it doesn't happen, I'm... I'm okay with that because I know I can do that with other things and it will still be there as a piece online. Um, and that's something I can be definitely proud of. It's kind of like a mini series that people can go watch mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but in terms of live set, like say if you were to say, Oh, can we do live and amplified um, another jam session, another live session or something like that, or, you know, COVID's lifted and I've got a gig down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to incorporate that into the set just because I feel like it's so intense. Yeah. And it's such a niche crowd. Yeah. And that was the first thing that I noticed, like just picking up key phrases that you said throughout the earth during the, uh, uh, the rap there. Uh, Wow. I sounded like an old white man right there. (laughs) Amazing. Um, and it, it might be the caffeine, it might be the lack of sleep, who knows. Um, but it, it, it's a very personal song. And I can definitely, I pick up that 
like there was points that I almost felt uncomfortable. Like, I mean, there's, I guarantee you, there's definitely parts that weren't intended for me to pick up on. And I didn't pick up on certain parts just because yeah. it wasn't intended for me. So I get that. Yeah. But I did notice that there was like a point there, like even visually speaking, where I don't know if you were trying to visually make people uncomfortable at the beginning where you, I think it's uh, you and Emma, you're doing like a little battle between each other at mm. the beginning there. And for some reason that made me a little bit uncomfortable. And then you started rapping and it was like really aggressive and you're um, talking about how, like not to give everything away, but you're talking about how not all your friends are really your friends. And it's like, wow, you know, so it was definitely an emotional roller coaster for yeah. me to sit there and kind of go through it. Cause I picked up on a lot of things that I n never knew about you. But then again, we've only been like talking and known each other since what, February, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot there that we don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to touch on that, yes, I did want it to be confronting. Yeah. Um, in a way, I kind of wanted people at some points to feel how I felt in certain situations without completely losing my audience. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that people who don't support, you know, violence or the LGBT community or um, even just like female empowerment, I know that, that I know that sounds like that's so outdated that people wouldn't, wouldn't want female empowerment, mm. um, but it's there. And I wanted to feel empowered in that moment as well. But, and I so I understand like that there's people out there that would like, I even, I, I literally came across a comment today um, that was like, I'm sorry, I can't support a video like this. And like me being curious, I was like, why? And then I went and had a look at the person and they were very, very religious and conservative. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, there's an LGBT through line here. Um, yeah. That obviously would have been maybe something. And also there's the interactive violence that happens towards the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I, when I wrote the song, I was going through a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean a lot, like it was probably the hardest time that I'd personally been through emotionally. And mm -hmm. I, like, I've been through, so I've been through a lot of things. Um, and I've, you know, always pat myself on the back for my resilience for that and the things that I've had to unpack from that. But that particular moment in time, it was like, here's my vulnerability. And then these certain people in my life then were just like, I don't know, I felt like they took advantage of that and they, I, I quite literally felt like I was left for dead. And so that's why I used that metaphor at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And Emma's character represents one of those people. And then Matatia's character, the guy who was playing basketball and I faced off with at the end, he represented yeah. one of those people. And it's not any one person. Yeah. So if there's anyone out there who's like hate watching this going, that's me and I know it don't flatter yourself. There's quite a few, few people in my life that I've since removed 
like mm. in a in a like linear timeline of of like five years, six years, mm. that have done me a pretty harsh injustice. And I never ever resolved my feelings around that. And so confession tapes has been an exorcism, I guess, of those horrible feelings inside me that I just didn't want to keep anymore. And so this being out there means a lot to me, but it means more when people interpret it for something that maybe happened to them. And so, yes, long-winded, but to answer the, to touch on that, yes, I definitely wanted to make people uncomfortable at times because mm-hmm. I think the only way that you're ever going to grow past your limitations and the way you think is if you make yourself uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I'm gonna like I'm never gonna apologize for making someone uncomfortable if it speaks the truth yeah and yeah. That, that's why I was a hundred percent okay with it because I felt the authenticity in everything that you were doing saying and so I would I was more uncomfortable just because I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, and, it, and I, I'm just one of those guy, uh, guys that I just get incom- uncomfortable in the most random situations. Like when I watch reality TV and then two dudes randomly start fighting, it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. What am I watching? You know, like, so I get uncomfortable in random situations. So, but no, it, it's definitely, I really enjoy it. First of all, I, I don't think I've said this, but well, I did say it to you, but I haven't said it on air. I absolutely loved it. It was shot amazing, amazing performance. So I really, really love that. Thank you. Um, so now that it's released, what's kind of going through your head right now? How are you feeling? You know, just like what's kind of going through your head right now? So usually I'm the type of person who's just like, go, 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 next, 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 next. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, and then when I released it and I was talking to an old friend of mine, uh, she said something that really resonated and just sat with me that I hadn't considered before. And she said, and she, it was completely unprompted. I just sent it to her. She watched it. We talked about it and was like, congratulations and all that. And then she just said, don't forget to celebrate this win. Don't forget to take time to celebrate you right now. Um, we can always get caught up in um, just moving on to the next project. So let this sit with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that, that landed, that hit, because that is so me as a person is just like, <laughs> that's what's the next task. I'm a very like task involved person. I want to be able to do things and create and whatnot. So I, you know, I took a minute to just, yeah, to just let that sink in mm-hmm. for sure. Nice. And I think it, I think it landed this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it was a really, I like. I mean, as much as I really wanted to be the interview last night, right before it left or before the video launched, because in my head I'm like, oh, we should do it right before it launches, so we could build up the anticipated hype. And yeah, like looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, the conversation would have been cool, but there wouldn't have been any substance to the conversation because we would be talking about this video that I haven't seen, Mm. but you know everything about, and you don't want to give everything away. 
Totally. I think in retrospect, this was probably the best decision we could have made. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. There's, and like so much, so much happened yeah, on this shoot. Like, um, like the basketball scene was meant to actually be at a basketball court. And then the court that we went to, because we were just guerrilla style shooting. Yeah. <laughs> um, guerrilla style yeah. shooting is the best. Yeah. So it. like, yeah we rocked up to the basketball court and then there was just a massive tournament happening there and it was just packed full of people were like oh shit and we were on such a tight schedule time frame like it was literally after we shot at the forest which we woke up at 4 a.m to get to and drove an hour and a half to get to mm-hmm. shot there for like i don't know six hours or something yeah and then oh maybe not maybe not that long i don't know but we were there actually maybe we were there from like Oh, well, actually, no, I'm pretty sure we were there from like 4, 8, 4 5 a.m. till 4, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we drove back and um, raced back to get to this basketball court before the light came down because Rasmus wanted the sunset. Yep. yep. And, and the <laughs> shot too, the, the right? shot of both packed like and uh, we were stressing and i was on my phone like looking for other basketball courts in the neighborhood that just had the same feel to them and then really dingy i was like oh shit there's a university next door um i'm pretty sure they've just built a basketball court and i was like fuck yeah and they're like we're separated by a big fence so i climbed up on my roof and um had a look and i was like oh shit it's a soccer it's a soccer field no it was all grass i was like fuck and then i noticed in front of it, um, it was still under construction. So they had this big skip and um, this tractor digger and just all this upturned turf and, and bitumen and everything. And it just rained. So there was puddles everywhere. And I was like, look, I, we could pro- I'm going to pitch something to you. If you're really desperate to get this done before the sun sets, yeah. there's, we could, there's a makeshift basketball court. We can use the skip as a, um, as a hoop and just, like have this weird backyard, like random construction yeah. site basketball game. And it, it fucking worked. And I was yeah. so stoked about that. The sun was setting in the right direction. Like and, happy coincidences, man. Yep, absolutely. And like, it, I mean, the shots are so tight anyways. Like it, it's, you almost couldn't tell, like it looks like you were at a basketball court because just from my perspective, I, I thought you were at it like an like I mean, it looked like a like a playground basketball court, but it looked mm. authentic and it works. And the sun, like just knowing how hard it is to try and chase the sunset for a specific mm. shot, the fact that you've got multiple shots and they all look consistent, I am. Mm envious like holy like <laughs> well you've got to thank rasmus honestly rasmus has just oh, i can't praise him enough honestly yeah. he's, he's brilliant because you got brilliant. one two three four like four maybe five completely different shots and they're all consistent and the sun like that must have been like a nail biter right there because just just looking at it i'm getting anxiety because i'm like well, let's see. Each of them were up for a couple seconds. They probably shot the entire scene. How did they make this? You know, it, it's really awesome. And that's I like, think that, yeah, oh. the one 
one the one scene slash location that was definitely uh, made me a bit anxious uh, in terms of uh, time and lights running out was just the basketball scene because we had one day and like an hour mm -hmm. to get it. Um, and it was so movement based. So like, you know, we've got Pele, that was the focus pull and he's like just running next to Rasmus as he's pulling focus. And mm -hmm. oh, so yeah, it was just, it was a lot to take in. But again, I just take my hat off to that guy. The dude built a lens for the, for the shoot. Like I can't, I, I don't even, I can't, wow. I just can't even. <laughs> that's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow, that's that's yeah. Take that in. <laughs> yeah, like you built a lens. Like I've tried, I've built like lens filters for specific shoots, but mm. like actually building a lens. Wow, that's insanity. Yeah, it it yeah. He's he's something else. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't know. Like that's super talent right there. Like. It's taken me nine months to rebuild the lens that broke on the last film I shot. Ooh. So, and but it's also was like a super in-depth lens that should have cost me six hundred bucks, but I found it on eBay for a hundred and fifty. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy this. And then I was on a shoot. And all of it, like, it was a lot of run and gun type stuff because we were shooting in this guy's neighborhood. So it was like, I'm across the street. Oh, there's a car. I got to move the camera out of the middle of the street, you know, all that fun stuff. And so, like, there was a storm coming. So I grabbed the camera and I could see, like, it was one of those things where it was a long street and I could see the rain coming down the street. Oh, bro. And I'm like, I've got, oh, a, I've got a $1,500 camera here. I need to get this mm -hmm. inside and so i picked it up and i banged the lens on the side of the tripod and i'm like oh it's fine my lenses are resilient i i i, I got good lenses they're fine and then so the, like an hour later we go and shoot and i try and go and pull focus and the thing is just stuck and i'm like shit oh no you know it so no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so to kind of shift gears a little bit. Yeah. About two weeks ago, I guess at this point, I was, uh, fun like I got bored and I wanted to listen or just started like Googling your name. I think it was right before <laughs> you did the, um, the, uh, jam, the, the live cast in March. Yeah. It was like right before that. And so I was just like, okay, I've got some time. I want to like start doing some research and whatnot and make sure I've got fresh new questions because oh, you'd okay. already done the, uh, done the, the uh, jam session featured artist. And I was like, okay, we yeah. ran the basics and I wanted to do some fresh new questions. I ran across a video you and Emma did for, I think it was Vice where you and her uh. mom's or went um, met for the first time and did some uh, clay potting. I've yeah. made some uh, pottery and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I, I guess that like that that's the perfect way to answer or ask that question. What was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so 
Uh, where to start? So Emma was freelance for a bit. Um, and I, I just want to say massive shout out to, to, to that woman because she, her hustle is ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I thought I was, yeah, no, she, she, like when she wants something, she just goes, okay, it's, it's in the scope. Let's go. Boom. Let's get- um, exactly. So what, one of those things was this vice audition and the concept came to be that it was us meeting each other's moms for the first time Mm -hmm. but we kind of already met each other's moms and we were like shit and em's like no we're getting this audition i'm gonna pitch something to them i'm like you can't pitch to people who already have a pitch it's already approved she's like no i'm gonna pitch it to them and she so she wrote to them she's like look um I hear you like us, basically. Like, she didn't say that. I'm definitely paraphrasing. But she knew that they liked us and liked our chemistry and our look and everything. And she was like, so if you want us, can I maybe suggest that our mums meet for the first time because that's not happened and that's probably something of interest to you? And they were like, yeah, we love it. I mean, we have to get it approved, but we love it. And then it got approved and it ended up being the best thing ever. So they put us up in the Hilton because it was, um, it was an ad for the Hilton and just how that chain brings people together uh, in all sorts of extraordinary circumstances. And our moms live interstate and they'd never met before. And we were really, really nervous on how that was supposed to go. Like, we weren't sure what was going to happen or if they'd get along and all that, you know, typical anxiety. And they ended up just clicking and being best friends, basically, by the end of it. Um, Yeah. I think they ended up being, like, more the stars than we did. You know? (laughs) Like, we came in as actors. They came in as, as just themselves. And they took the cake straight up. And isn't that usually how it happens, though? Like, the people, oh, yeah. you know, like, there, there's been plenty of those uh, reality viral moments where, like, you could tell two, the two certain people were meant to be the ones to be the heroes or the heroines or however you want to look at it. And then the mm. real-life parents that are involved that are just supposed to be, like, <laughs> there – they somehow become the popular ones, you know, so it's, and just so you know, Emma is co-signing everything you said in the comments. Oh, great. (laughs) But yeah, I I just wanted to go on that side tangent because that was something that we didn't discuss the last time you were on. So I, I was like, let's bring it up and see what that was about. Man, the deeper you search, the more the more you'll find. I can guarantee that. But but anyone watching, don't go too far, please. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. There's some things I haven't wiped off the internet from when I was younger. When I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah, this is a song, or this is you know. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Understood completely. Uh, so, you know, I I'm really glad that the video's out. Like. I, I've been really looking for something for you to help really get behind and help support. Like I, I know you've got like the the stuff that we've done. You've got your beatboxing and all these various projects, but 
I was really looking for something that you were excited about again. Like, if that that makes sense. And so when I saw you mention or leave the initial comment, Confession Tapes Volume 1 dropping May 1st, I think was the initial post that you'd put Mm. when you uh, dropped the teaser video. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the teaser video and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I have no idea what this is about, but you're excited about it. So it's got to be something amazing. So let's see. I gave it, I watched it and I was really glad that I watched the entire video and I gave it, it's just due and it's absolutely amazing. So I I just want to reiterate that again. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But, you know, I, I really, really can't take all of the credit because, you know, without an amazing team, it wouldn't have, it would not have been what it is. Yeah. It probably wouldn't even have happened. Uh, to be honest, it was a very ambitious shoot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just thankful for, for the people who, who came on board, mm. all of them. Like I, yeah, I can't even begin to, to show that, that gratitude or repay that gratitude. Mm-hmm. um but yeah like if if anything i can just say like if you liked what you saw um and you want to get in contact with any of those people with business propositions please please let me know because i, I feel like if anything could come from their their labor of love it would t- be to to be able to like put them in contact with people that loved it saw it and want to give them work paid work from it like that, that would be the dream. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, my cat just entered the room. Oh. Hello. Hey. That's... Her name's Chance, named after Chance the Rapper. Oh, but nice. she's Chance the Cat, bro. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. And so, how long ago did you actually shoot Confession Tapes Volume 1? It- my memory could be wrong, but I think it was okay. By chance, no worries. Hello, excuse me. <laughs> I think it was roughly. <laughs> I think it was roughly around around this time. Um, I just remember it being very cold, so it was probably around autumn winter. Um, Emma could probably tell you if she's watching when it actually was um because her memory in terms of time and dates is so much better than mine yeah. uh yeah but i think it was roughly roughly around this time give or take a month or two okay maybe yeah and then yeah and that was yeah last year and then we finished post-production obviously this year mm-hmm. and um everything was like completely finished a week before the release, I okay. believe. And yeah. so then that's when the teaser dropped. Did did you know how far would you how far would you say ahead of time you knew you were gonna drop it yesterday? Did you was that like a relatively quick decision or did you know like a month or two out that you were gonna drop it was getting ready to drop? Um, well, like I said, the, the date had to keep fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said before, I wanted it on that palindrome date. Yeah. Just like, yeah, cool numbers. Um, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then before that I was going to release it last year 
but it was not ready was not ready at all it was still like in the chop shop basically and it taught me a lesson in patience um it taught me a very big big lesson on like the pyramid where you can only have three where it's like quality speed cheap you can only have two out of the three um and i wanted quality and cheap (laughs) so it meant that it was going to be very very slow but i was like no but i want it to be fast i wanted all three um but that wasn't going to happen so yeah i think like as, as, as soon as i knew that the test render was done uh i uploaded it and i talked to a few blog site people and just like went through those discussions here and there and then um yeah so then and it was up on my my um youtube unlisted for a couple of days mm-hmm. uh just for the blog sites to see mm-hmm. and then um i made it public obviously yesterday um yeah so i think maybe a, a week ago maybe a bit before that i was like yeah this is this is definitely coming out on this date mm-hmm. um because I feel safe now. I feel safe that everything's done because this shoot has taught me a lot of lessons. Like this is my first ever self-produced music video. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what the fuck I was doing in a lot of aspects of that. And I'm deeply humbled by everyone's patience regarding that. Um, And a lot of my naivety uh, going into a a couple of aspects of it. and like a lot of the other people who I was working with are obviously quite seasoned or just very, you know, uh, good at their craft and had more experience in that. And like I had very nil experience on producing anything other than my own music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so with that whole experience, I just, I learned a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm thankful for that because I'm going to definitely take that knowledge into um, the next production unit. And hopefully things will run a little bit smoother because I was very, very weary every time that something happened on this shoot that it was going to delay the process. And, you know, it is what it is. So I've learned learned a a great deal now. And yeah. it, it, it's one of those things as, especially as you start doing more like music videos and just shoots in general, that the, there's things that's going to feel like at the moment, it's the biggest setback, but in reality, it's was like the littlest thing that didn't oh, matter. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you ask Emma, man, like I, <laughs> oh, thank God I had someone like her, like to yeah. just help me through every single mental breakdown I ever had on that because like the smallest hiccup would happen and I'd be like, ah, it's the end of the world. And, oh, you know, I can't. And I like looking back on it now, I'm just like, why was I so worried and stressed really? Yeah. Like it, it, it was going to come out yeah. at the end of the day, it was going to come out and it was going to be amazing. Yeah. So why worry about, when why why i don't belong to a label i'm my own friggin' boss like i don't have any deadlines i just have preferences yeah and not everything can go my way you know if if it's running on other people's schedules especially in other people's time like be grateful (laughs) i i will say that the the 
I don't want to call it anxiety never really leaves because like even even though for like our live jam session uh deals that we do like when we're in person doing like the high production ones and like actually recording people not through the internet Mm. there'll be times where i'll just go off the deep end because jeff my audio engineer will say i have no way of feeding that effects pedal through a di to a pa and then back into my mixer we don't have enough cords and i'm like Um, we're not we're not you you know and then i'll just like wait you mean we're not going to be able to get the effects pedal why can't we get the like so that paranoia just never really leaves and you know it, it it's just one of those things where luckily I used to say I was pretty even keel about a lot of things until you see me on a production shoot because it's like anytime that something isn't hitting, it's just like, yeah. oh my God, what what what's going on? And then so Jeff will uh, just yeah. sit there. He's like, dude, chill. We'll figure it out. Like it's not dude, that big of an yeah. issue. Yeah, I and totally then, resonate with that. And, like yeah, and the Jeff will just kind of be like, "Hey, do you have a like this small thing? Because I think I can like daisy chain it through." The, and like he'll just come up, like he'll just look at the problem and be like, "I think I can do this," and then it'll work. And I'm like, "Screw you!" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I mean that that's you know so." And that's just me because not being able to do that on an audio level, like, cause I, I like to think that I have this vast knowledge of audio recording and whatnot, but I don't. So like. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. Like I, I, I'm still learning a lot yeah. um, in, in all the fields that I'm in. Like I'm going to walk around with that attitude of like, yeah, I know this and I know that and I know this, but I also know that I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so much more to learn. And I'm like, I'm really okay with that because that's, that's exciting. You know, yeah. you've got something new to add to your repertoire that you can just solve later. And if you don't get it now, that's okay. It will click. It'll sink in. Yeah. Like I totally resonate with that like paranoia and everything and, and, and that energy and stress level. Like we hold a monthly jam night here or we used to until fucking COVID, but yeah. um, we hold a monthly jam night here at my house. And my friend Naomi, who ended up doing the behind the scenes shoot for um, confession tapes, like she did all the photography and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she does like this impersonation of me when I'm stressed and like on my task mode and it's basically me just explaining everything that I'm going to do before I do it. So like someone will walk through the door and, and they'll be like, yeah, hey Bernie, how you doing? I'm like, oh yeah, good. But I just got to go to the studio. I'm going to get this lead and I'm going to get that and I'm going to do this and I'll plug it in here. And then after that, I think what we're going to do is we're going to have this schedule, that schedule and this artist. And then after that, I might just like MC in between. There's some snacks on the table, help yourself. And like, I'll just, just word vomit every action that I was going to do was totally irrelevant to what the question she was asking. Yeah, exactly. And like Naomi nailed it. And I didn't even know I did that until she impersonated me. I was like, damn it. (laughs) But I I will say, the one thing that I've absolutely, 
and I'll, I'll thank my buddy Keith for this one because like when we get out on set and we start filming, I have a tendency to put my personal health aside. <laughs> so I think that, you and every creative. Yeah. yeah. And so like there, there was a day where we had three, it was a, like a short film shootout and we had three days back to back of straight 14 to 16 hour days of shooting. And so, like, the third day comes in, and he comes to me. He's like, dude, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Why? He's like, well, we've spent the last two and a half days together, and I haven't seen you eat or drink anything, so I'm kind of concerned. And I'm like, yeah, but I just got so much stuff to do, so I'm not really worried about it. And he's like, dude, if you don't sit down for 10 minutes and eat a fucking slice of pizza, I'm going to walk off this set. And I'm like – wait, what? Are you being serious? He's like, yes, I am that serious. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go eat a slice of pizza. And so I said, man, you should be looking up to you anyway and have snacks on set. One or one, man. One or one. No, we did. We definitely did. But it's just one of those things where it's like, we're usually running so far behind that it's like, I don't have time to eat. I got to get ready for this next shot. You know, so we yeah. all, they all take like their half hour, 45 minutes lunch break. And I'm just sitting there in the other room like, all right, so if we do this shot like this, we have her here, him there, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's definitely, I think that's like most creatives and cinematographers, especially like I remember Rasmus, um, I think it was when, oh, possibly when we were doing either the, dance scene with, with Emma. Oh my God, funny story about that, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it was either when we were doing the dance scene or, or something else, but he was sweating bullets because he had this huge Steadicam rig on him and he had to like keep it, keep up with the movements and everything and put himself in really compromising positions in order to get the shot. And okay. we're in such a confined space that the sun was being through like, yeah, so that dude ended up like sweating his shit down. We're like, Do you need water, bro? Like, you need some snacks? Here you go, <laughs> just making sure he doesn't pass out. But yeah, but funny story about um, uh, about the the dancing. dancing. Yeah, so if you remember, we're in this lovely apartment with these glass windows just paneled in the background. Yep, um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean. And that was that was Rasmus's idea because um, we just knew we wanted to shoot choreography to to translate into the film. But mm-hmm. um, his idea was like for light purposes, <laughs> let's do this. Um, and we were looking everywhere for people who had those types of apartments, yeah. and we just like I was like our friends aren't rich enough, damn it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, um, and then Emma pipes up, she finds a friend, and she's like, oh. Um, I've had a friend that I used to work with, uh, like I just, like I did a shoot with them in the past and they've commented on this post saying, yeah, I have my apartment. I'm ready. I'm happy to volunteer it for the music shoot. Um, he's yeah. And then, uh, we rocked up and the guy let us in and it was gorgeous apartment and everything. And then Emma, Emma pulls us aside and she goes, um, so that guy has the same name as 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 my friend, but I don't think that's him. <laughs> and we're like, what? She's like, yeah. Um, and then this was, I uh, know this was after we did all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she pulled us aside afterwards. And she's like, 
yeah, I think we just maybe shot in a random house, <laughs> apartment. We were like, what do you mean? I thought that was your friend. She's like, no, they have the same name, but they don't look like the person I thought it was. Anyways, we got the shot. <laughs> yeah. A shout out to that person. That's so yeah. funny. That's very funny. They're Yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. Oh yeah. man, I, I mean, and I, I kind of get it because it's like you work with so many people, and yeah. eventually you're gonna run into people with the same name, and so then it's like, especially when it's on social media where it's like, oh hey, I don't recognize you through your social media posts, but that don't mean anything, like, yeah, you know, and so it, it, it that that's definitely doesn't seem like it would be out of the norm. But then again, if it's somebody that you don't really talk to, you know, and so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been the guy for sure. I mean, it's like working with someone one-off. Like I'm really bad at that. I'll, I'll work with someone one-off and then forget about, like forget about all of it for however many years. And then they'll wrap up and be like, hey, I'll be like, oh, I feel like your name is, like I'm really bad at that. That's, that's actually something I want to, be better at yeah i think i might need to say their name like five times when i meet them yeah yeah it, it's like yeah, I, i'm in the same boat especially like with the live and amplified stuff people will mm. like especially if i'm in an area that we've been promoting pretty heavily like hey we're gonna be in the area let's shoot something and we'll build out the schedule and people I'm very much the face of everything that we do because mm. I'm the one out there and my sound engineer, Jeff, is way too political. He may piss some people off from time to time. So it's like, okay, you, you stay over there and I'll be the face and you just stay there and we're good. Um, and so I'll have people come up to me that have seen me on social, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's just a random photo posted, and it'll be like, hey, Tom, how you doing? And I'm like, um, who are you? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's me, Steve, or whoever it is. I was like, no, not helping. And, you know, and then I'll just kind of look at them. And they're like, yeah, I belong to the band such and such. And I'm like, okay, that's helping a little bit. Like, you know, and it's, so it's yeah. like, I'll remember the band name, but like I have so many interactions with people online, unless yeah. I've met you face to face or have seen you face to face, you know, I'm not going to be able to draw the connection. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. I think the social media to reality transition is a bit difficult sometimes. Um, yeah. Especially like people's profiles change and you yeah. don't actively stalk them. I mean, I hope you wouldn't, but you know, you don't actively stalk them to, and you've got so many people you got to work with, right? So, yeah. but yeah, definitely. I understand that for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, to kind of get back on your video again, mm -hmm. I can't say enough how much I enjoyed it. Like it, it's that good. And I, I've done my part to help promote it. Like I've, we've got a couple of blog sites that we've talked with about various other projects. And so I've sent it to them you know, like they're not the closest relationships in the world, but I hope they would give it just due and at least watch it. You know, we're, I've done yeah. making sure that we get it out and help promote it and just make sure people see it because it, it, it tells a very 
even though it's a very personal story for you, and I picked up on that right away, it's mm. a very personal story for you. It's still got a very universal story that not everybody is really your friend. Like not like some people aren't there for the right reasons, if that makes sense. Yeah, or they were there in your life for a particular reason, and yeah. you just sometimes mistake love for a lesson as well. And I don't mean just romantically. I, I mean just in any type of relationship, sometimes you can mistake love for a lesson, um, which is, is just hard and mm -hmm. something you might do repeatedly until you really, really learn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I think... Um, I think like if, if people don't relate to it on a whole level, uh, they'll relate to it in some aspects, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I've funny that you, you talk about like promoting and putting it out there for me personally, like I, it's, it's, it's out there and I'm happy it's out there. I'm happy mm -hmm. it's in the ether and whoever comes across it, comes across it, you know, and it's theirs now kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like I did send it to like a couple of music blog people and because it sits in that gray area hybrid section of um, a music video and a short film, they were just like, ah, you know, so they had music blog brain and they were just like, ah, you know, this is great visuals, blah, 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 but you know, the song took too long to get into and then it was just one verse and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, look, you don't get it. <laughs> but like, hey. And I'm maybe okay it's it not being commercial kind of thing. It's raw, it's underground, it's yeah. it's storytelling, you know. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just one of those situations that people get it once everything is out there. Like yeah. you know. So which is I can only imagine how frustrating that is because it's like you put all this you put the last two years into this mm. people don't quite get it yet mm. and not saying it's going to take another two years for volume two to release because i don't think that would be the situation i mean it might you know but even if it does if it's worth it yeah if it's worth it yeah you know because yeah. like i mean you you know so like once everything kind of releases and they're able to watch it as a whole i think people mm. will start to get it but you know, I can only I I completely understand how frustrating that's got to be to be like, yeah, but this is like a standalone thing that's gonna feed into a bigger project. Like if you look at the the big overarching story of like let's say the Avengers, like the yeah. entire Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe, like yeah. did, when Iron Man first released did that make any sense towards the 27 odd films later? Like just enjoy this for what it is. Yeah. And then as the rest of it comes out, it'll all start to make sense. Totally. Totally. And look, even if it doesn't make sense as a, as a complete project, um, I'm, I'm just happy for that art to be out and that's mm -hmm. expression. Like I, I've, I've achieved my part in expressing myself um, and then it's just up, up to everyone else to take it and interpret it. Mm. And, you know, interpretation doesn't just mean you like it. Interpretation means you, it, it, it has no, it has no, it's, it's just this spectrum, you know, it doesn't have a binary, um, function, you know? Mm. So 
people can take that for what it is and it, it becomes their own personal journey, you know? Yep. Understood. Sure. Understood. Yeah. Subjective, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it is the, are you hoping to, cause it was interesting that you decided that you'd released the teaser trailer originally on Facebook only. And then like a couple of days ago, you'd finally put the teaser trailer out on YouTube. And then from what I've seen, you primarily just released the full video on YouTube. All right. Yeah. What, what was kind of the thought process behind that and why just YouTube versus YouTube and Facebook? Like, what, what was the thought process behind that? Um, so a few, re a few reasons. So okay. I mean, in retrospect, I wish I put the trailer up on YouTube at the same time as I put it up on Instagram. But then, I, then I'm kind of like, eh, do I really care? Because, uh, you know, on social media, that's where I'm most active and that's where most people are, are scrambling around anyway. Mm -hmm. um, just when they're just scrolling through their feed, they're like, oh, okay, this just happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas YouTube, you have to actively look for it unless it comes up in your recommendations. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a PR team. I can't afford that shit. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there and stress over algorithms more than I need to. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I did that hustle and, and message people personally as well. Yeah. And it was like just making sure it got, got in people's laps essentially. Um, so initially I put it out on social media and, and stuff alone just cause I knew it would be better received. Um, and then eventually I put it on YouTube cause I was like, it was like an afterthought mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, you know, it's good to keep it focused in one area. Mm -hmm. um, and then I put on the I put on the teaser on YouTube uh, to just be like, you know, if if you want to see it again, then you don't need you don't need to go through my my profile all the time. It's just there, you know. Click on this link; it's there. Um, and then isolating uh, confession tapes to YouTube was was also just a, a more strategic move because I wanted it to keep it focused on one area. Um, and it kind of puts my butt into gear and motivates me to, to take care of my channel a lot more. It's, mm. I've neglected it over the years. <laughs> and my brand is changing. My, 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 my person is changing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've just needed to, to put it there. And once it's there, it's like, okay, I have a responsibility now. People want to see more. Mm. I have a responsibility to, to, put the focus on that area. I mean, I did want to put it on Instagram TV, mm -hmm. but like you have to re-edit it so yeah. that the compositions fit the screen. Yeah. Um, I think they only just released horizontal content accessibility on I IGTV, mm -hmm. but fuck if I know, like I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty happy that it's where it is yeah. for now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if there's any PR teams that want to help me out <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and maybe we can sort out something later along the line, I just can't afford it right now. Like, yeah. you know, Understood. I'd rather, I, I'll do that ground shit myself and, and I'll learn something along the way until I can't and I'll, yeah. But for now, I'm just, I'm happy doing that independently. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you know, it, 
being that that's still what we do to promote a lot of things within live and amplified is it's literally just me just going until I start getting that are you a robot message on Facebook because I just <laughs> like sent pretty much other than like minor minor personal changes from like hey dude uh, hey how you doing you know just like whatever it is um and then like I'll switch once that happens I'll kind of switch gears and I'll go over to Instagram and I'll go to Instagram and I'll do it until I get blocked completely because Oh, bro. Yeah, you went in Facebook jail for a while, didn't you? Yeah. Actually, I was technically, I'm still trying to, I wish Facebook would tell me why I keep getting thrown in jail. Like, at least, because they, they don't tell me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there yesterday, and I we just released this week's Jam Session podcast, and I it was... Um, a girl from Florida and a couple of other musicians from the live castathon. So it was a very, because of everything going on, everything we're doing is very live castathon heavy because I've got all the, like the 24 hours of music that we did there. And it's like, okay, I can just kind of pick and peel what I want and just kind of make this cacophony of a podcast, you know, like Frankenstein it all together. And so like, I took that and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to share it here, 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 and here. These are good music groups that are supportive of what we do. Like, and it makes sense for this artist because she's from Florida. She's a country musician. Cool. And so I posted here, 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 and here. And then at 4.40 PM last night, I get a message from Facebook. You're in Facebook jail for the next 24 hours. I mean, obviously they didn't word it like that. And I'm like, and, and all it kept saying was somebody blocked you because of what? your, and I'm like, wait, what's happening right now like i i totally get it like sometimes i'm very in your face about a lot of things like i'm not gonna bs you like i say yeah. hey i'm here for this exact reason here's yeah. what it is and if you don't like it you don't like it but it kept saying that i was blocked from something and i'm like okay but who was like I mean obviously they're not going to tell me who it was or else you know <clears throat> but like I just kind of like to know if it was like a specific group so I know like okay I I like to be able to set boundaries and know like okay there's this podcasting group that I can only post my podcast in on Sunday afternoon because they have their Sunday they have something like a Sunday afternoon showcase or something that's the only yeah. time I could put my podcast in there and yeah. so I have to know these things so I could set my parameters on when I'm promoting things but you mm -hmm. know I, I, I seem to be in Facebook jail quite frequently I, I'm a Facebook felon I guess <laughs> really weird to say but uh, um we but to get back to youtube and your social media that was actually going to be the next question i had was it was interesting that you put the video solely on youtube given that it had been two years since you had released your last video on there and then even longer before that is this something that you're trying to revive your youtube channel or do you want to just show uh, more love yes and no okay like it 
it takes a lot of commitment now, like it never used to, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of commitment now to um, uphold, uh, a, a, I guess, quote unquote status on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so much work goes into it and like shout out to all the people who are social media moguls, basically like they, they rock it and they, and it's their job. And it's mm-hmm. their job for a reason because they dedicate all their time to it and they know how to monetize off it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, YouTube, my YouTube channel was essentially just my, my place of expression and mm-hmm. just to have my creative content somewhere. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting things to really blow up or anything like that. I mean, if it did great, but I'm just happy with, you know, where it is, but, um, yeah. So, Yes and no. Yes, in a sense that I want that responsibility, in a sense to um, to put better content on there, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and to to give people what they deserve because you know it goes both ways. If if I want to achieve something in my career, I can't half-ass it and I can't just like give people poor content. And, and label it self-expression. No, I, I, I need to express myself, but I need to do it in a way that it's like a gift as well to other people. It's like, you know, I, I, I got to do something that was good for me and that's my selfish part and I love that, but it would be completely selfish to give you my self-expression and, and, not let you enjoy it, I guess. I don't know if that sounds pretentious and, and conceited, but I'm trying to not make it sound that way. Uh, yeah, like I just want people to enjoy it as well or at least ponder it, you know, yeah. or to receive it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will say the, like, and this is something that I've just recently kind of come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to make a very bold statement and I hope I don't get crucified in the comments or future comments. I think by putting it out on YouTube, it's ve- you're putting your really putting yourself out there because anybody can find it on YouTube and you're opening mm-hmm. yourself. Like if you go into your YouTube comment thread or any, like let's just say anybody's YouTube comment thread versus yeah. their Facebook comment thread, that YouTube yeah. comment thread is like the drudges of society just putting the most, like, you know, it's so like anybody can find anything they want on YouTube. Whereas on Facebook, I feel like you're a little bit more protected because yeah. unless they know, unless they're friends with you or have found your page or have found somebody that works has worked with you they're a little less likely to have found you or find you on facebook yeah which is a positive and a negative so if you're experimenting experimenting on facebook that's cool because you're going to be somewhat protected but if you're experimenting on youtube and you know what you're doing and you know how the algorithm works and search engine optimization and keywords and all that stuff. Yeah. If it's something that sucks, 
they are going to crucify you in the comments. Like, I mean, even if it's amazing, they're going to crucify you anyway. Everyone has something to say about everything. Yeah. Everyone has something to say about somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just got to have a healthy relationship with your ego to be able to, to um, receive that. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that's a pretty bold statement in itself because, you know, sometimes people are absolute bullies and mm-hmm. it just fucks with people's mental health. I understand that and I, I resonate with that. Um, but with that said, the law is, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. If they're watching it and hating on it, good. You know, yeah. uh, my, my housemate the other day was like, hate views are the best views. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, cause they're watching it just to hate on it yeah. and to talk and, shit about it. You know, it's great. I love that. I love that. You know, it, it, that raises another good point is it's like, I, so th- this is going to be a weird, weird transition, but I'm going to try and get through it as fluid as possible. So yes. you, you had, or it, and it still ties into the music video because in the music video, when you're doing that basketball scene, you're wearing a yellow Jersey that says traffic across it. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Correct. correct okay and so there was this youtuber that i watch he used to have a rap name and it was traffic so that but i didn't put two and two together that the traffic on your jersey was um uh the traditional t-r-a-i-f-f-i-c you know whatever like the traditional spelling but he spelled his T-R-A-P-H-I-C or, you know, just like some really weird spelling, you know? And so I was just sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, does she know who he is? Like, this is like a small time. And then I started putting all that together, but I get there to say this, I say that to get here. Um, Now he's a pretty big YouTuber and he's kind of put his rap career behind him. He'll still, still do like the occasional thing, but um he said in a vlog within the last couple of months that his haters are just his fans because like are his most supportive fans because it's like they're hate watching but they'll sit there and hate watch five or six times just to pick the stupidest thing and while he's over here grabbing the uh the big check from mcdonald's or burger king or whatever because his views are so good and it's nine times out of ten because people are hate watching his content oh yeah definitely i mean shout out to all the people who ever ever hated on me and will like thank you yeah uh thank you for the energy you give me thank you for pushing my buttons and giving me content to create because of it Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for giving me views, you know, cause that, that's at the end of the day, all you're doing, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's not a thing. And I mean, that's not to devalue the people who love watch anything I do. And that sounds weird. Um, well, <laughs> like, that, that's kind of yeah. the weird balance there because like the people that are hate watching are making making you a lot of money in the eyes of like if something if like ad revenue and stuff 
is something that you, like somebody ultimately wants to get to. Those hate watches are important, but those love watches are even more important because they're the ones that are going to go see you play live. They're going to buy your merch. And so it's like this weird, weird, okay, you know, so it, it's just an interesting balance. Yeah. And also like if people dislike anything you do, that's good. It means you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. It means that you're, I mean, within, within context, but mm -hmm. it means you're doing something right. You're making people uncomfortable. You're making people um, question and challenge things and um, speculate over what the fuck you're doing, what your art is. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a fan of that. I'm just happy it's there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And can I say one thing? Like, I, I'm really envious of you being able to figure out how to manipulate, or I don't want to say manipulate, but take advantage of TikTok. <laughs> like, I, I, oh, I, I sit here all the time trying to figure out how I could best use TikTok. And time after time, it just. And then, okay. like, you come Look, along. Look, here's my theory with TikTok, man. Okay. Honestly, there is not, there is no, there is no formula. Okay. Like, one day, your your content could be so consistent. Like, my friend the other day, she was like, so I have all this funny stuff on there, but my most watched um, video is me unloading the dishwasher. Like, <laughs> the stuff that goes viral, I don't think there's any sense to it whatsoever. People just... People just go nuts over the strangest things. Yeah. And I think it's it's like it's not like YouTube where you go, okay, this is my this is my content, this is my brand, this is this, this is that. I think there's some of that comes into play, mm. but um, you can have a concept, but the content changes per con you know, per mm. under that umbrella. Yeah. Per video. So, you know, your your most watched your most watched video could be something totally unplanned, ridiculous, and, and, and you didn't put any heart and soul into it. But then yeah. the one next to it that did put your heart and soul into it, you're like, why has no one seen this? What the fuck? Why doesn't yeah. anyone care? Yeah. And it's because it's like, it, there's no formula. It's just chaos. It's organized chaos in some way on TikTok. And, and to, to give a little shout out to Emma, I did see her hair change color video where she did like this whole... <laughs> production for just to reveal her hair or hair color change and I'm, <laughs> there and I'm watching this whole thing and i'm like all right i know what the payoff is but what's this story gonna be about like and so like the story yeah. old and i'm like i'm just watching watching the entire video and i'm like seeing all the effort and all the like hard work because i'm no like i you know just like all the different shots and what have you it's like okay that can't that had to have taken at least a day and a half to do just like the different things. And then plus actually changing the hair, the color. Oh, and I'm like, man, I, I think just she did that in, on the day. Oh, on the day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Speed demon. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, I told so you, she wants it. She'll go for it. Bang. Yeah. And so I like, I haven't looked at it in the last day or two, but I'm really like knowing how much effort went into like not knowing but having an idea of how much effort went into it i'm sitting there i'm like man i really hope she got what she wanted out of that video like <laughs> yeah know. 
So, and I'm hoping she'll chime in in the comments here because she's been very active all night. So it's. Oh, really? <laughs> oh no. But um, anyways, so out. So now that your videos finally next. Oh, hold on. She just commented. Uh, the effort and hardworking is my procrastination. Glad you watched it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yep, I did. Um, so now that your video's out, what's kind of the, what's next outside of just letting the video live and be what it is? What's your next step? What do you want to, what's your next adventure, if you will? Um, I really, really want to, finish this whole entire project and see it through okay um and i want to take what i've learned and hopefully make that sort of fluidity happen a little easier um but also like i'm i'm not really a fan of 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 like playing the game playing the industry game Mm -hmm. i just want to be an artist and if that comes to fruition in 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 a more favorable way so be it Mm -hmm. um and then i'll play the industry game but right now i just want to create my content create art and do that with other people who want to create content and create art and Mm -hmm. celebrate that um and uh yeah so that's why i just want to see this this project through but maybe here and there you'll see other things pop up from me um in anticipate you know while you're anticipating the rest of confessions yeah so it won't i don't think i'll consistently i'll say on the record now i don't think i'm going to be consistently like here's confession tapes one two and that's the series it's probably going to be like here's confession tapes now here's a single (laughs) um here's this here's that and here's a random video and then like the rest of the projects might come out in between that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cause some things take longer and some things don't, yeah. some things co- cost a lot of money and effort and, and time and other things are just happy accidents. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, this might be the first interview I've done in the last six weeks where we barely, touched on the whole COVID-19 like I mean we've hinted at it and talked about it briefly but it's like it seems like every interview I've ever done for the last six weeks we spend a third of the interview just talking about no man I think that like it can all be summarized with COVID can go fuck off now like yeah it's not funny anymore. Just yeah. go home. You're drunk, COVID, go home. And actually, it's funny that you say that because I remember when it, for like everything first kind of started happening, I yeah. read this New York Times article that the headline was COVID-19 gets its first, um, um, it like um biased attack so basically an asian woman got attacked because they thought she was like actively spreading covid19 and so like i took a screen cap of that article and i posted it on facebook and i said okay covid19 has officially jumped the shark and because i i was just like really this is where it's headed and this was six weeks ago and like now it's like 
wow, that it's it really happened. Like whoever like whoever wrote that article for the New York Times, like wow, that that's just insane. So Yeah. Um just straight up don't like anyone who who will watch this or is watching now just don't be a dick please mm. like it's not an excuse to act out your racism and xenophobia like just don't like my mom my mom i'm not gonna get into it but my mom got subjected to some like slurs and stuff and that ended up being a thing but mm-hmm. um just in general like a lot of my friends have copped it as well and mm. a lot of these people are just passing through their day and actually doing the right thing mm-hmm. And they're just getting attacked because some theory is speculated around them, mm-hmm. and it's it's just not fair. Just don't be don't be a dick, okay? BBT says don't be a dick. <laughs> That's a T-shirt right there. That's okay. it, exactly. But I can't believe it's been an hour and a half already. Like it's I'm sitting here like we're just sitting here having this conversation, and I look up and I'm like, wait a minute, did we just? I thought we. I had a brain fart. I'm like, we've really only been talking for a half hour. And then I look at the time over here and I'm like, no, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Okay. That's fun. Um, So I I don't want to keep you too much longer because I hate it when interviews drag on and on and on and and it ultimately ends up going nowhere. But um, so I I think we're going to kind of wrap it up with one final question. And this, mm-hmm. like, you're familiar with, we really like to try and add value and bring bring something to younger creatives, musicians, film people, whatever, whatever it may be. Yes. So, two years of your sweat, blood, and, blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> went into this video. What is one thing that you learned on this video that you think any creative should know? Um, one thing, I mean, I really, really, really want to say patience is key, but the biggest thing is, is like value your team really like take care of them. I mean, that's something I I knew, but it's something that's solidified even further. Now be patient and take care of your team feed them, make sure, you know, you can, you can help them in any way. Um, understand and be patient with, with where your project is going and understand that your vision, they're doing their best to bring it to life and stick to what it is you want it to be. But please understand that it's not always gonna turn out that way mm-hmm. just let go let go a bit mm-hmm. and and let that yeah um yeah just be patient and 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 like if there's a hiccup it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. so i think the the biggest biggest thing i want to say is um however it's happening is how it's meant to happen mm-hmm even if it seems like it's going completely to shit and it's going wrong and it feels like chaos, it's probably because you need to, you're not, you're not listening to something. So maybe you're not being patient at the time, or maybe um, you're trying to rush the end product and you're not going to get the quality you want. Mm -hmm. 
or something like that, you know? So I would say, I would say just definitely that, like whatever's, whatever's happening is probably, is probably meant to happen. Mm. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean lay down and be a doormat, like be assertive in the areas that you need to, but let go at the same time. Just it's trust your team is yeah. Big one. Trust your team. Trust the timing. Trust your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can everybody find the video, find any of your, find you on social media, all that fun stuff. So you can find me on social media, all platforms, um, except for Twitter, uh, at Bernie Van Teel. Um, and then the video itself is on YouTube, but the link is also in my Instagram bio, but you'll be able to find it easy. If you just Google me, Bernie Van Teel, you'll find it. Awesome. Um, once again, thank you so much. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I really wanted this to be before the release, but I don't think this interview would have been nearly as good had we done it before the release, just because we would have been speaking in hypothetical terms or totally. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's just awesome. And I really love the video and you know, you're, you're in the atmosphere as far as live and amplified is concerned. And I've, Although my full team isn't quite aware of everything I do on a day-to-day basis because we live so far apart and we all work like nine to fives and stuff. So like on the weekends, it's like I have so much to tell them that they like kind of start tuning me out at a certain point (laughs) because it's like Saturday morning. It's like, oh, hey, Monday I did this, 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 and this Tuesday, you know, and so then at some point they start turning me out. So uh, I've sent the video to them and, uh, we will, I, within the next week or so, we will, um, have it up on our, our blog. Cause we, thanks to you, you inspired us to start our indie fan zine type deal. I came up with some cool name for it. And so now we're doing like, cause Jeff, my audio engineer keeps talking about all these story ideas that he has for like articles to release and so i was like okay didn't quite know what to do with that and then i found myself on linkedin for the last few weeks like writing little things and i'm (laughs) like okay so there's a pattern there and then another musician approached me about doing music reviews and i'm like wait a minute that's a blog site so all three of us kind of came together and now we're doing that and that all came from you the conversation we had was it earlier this week or was it last week? Yeah, yeah, I think it was earlier this week for sure. About um, release, about how hard it was to get um, promo for your video because mm. and you hadn't even mentioned about the it being a, such a hybrid between a short film and a music video. Mm. It was more of a lot of the sites are transitioning over to more current day stuff and they're not doing like the independent music or they've just shut down completely which is a very interesting issue in and of itself but yeah you know like you run a indie fancy and you should be doubling down right now like not not closing up shop yeah 
so thanks to you, we started that and it's, it, it, it's going pretty well. So I'm super excited about where that's headed. Um, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Thank um, you. And so, like I said, we'll have the, our review of it up there. I don't know if it'll be something that I write or if I have the, um, our reviewer actually write it. That's just kind of something that we'll battle out internally and figure out who wants to do it. Um, yeah. or who should do it, not who wants to do it. Um, so that's, that's a thing. And, um, hopefully everybody that's watching or will watch this or will listen to it once we release it on Spotify, hopefully they'll go check it, check it out and just, you know, just keep showing it love. Cause like I woke up this morning and I think it was, it had, it would have been out for probably about four or five hours at that point. And it was at sitting at like a couple of hundred views and now it's up over a thousand and it's like, just like all day today, I've been kind of watching that view count climb. And so it's really oh. awesome to watch, you know. I've like actively avoided it as of late this afternoon. Okay. Just, I don't want to get too obsessed with that. I was just, I, I thought I was going to stick around the hundred mark to be okay. honest. And then it hit 500 and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I thought, yep, that's, that's definitely its peak. Um, I should really have more faith in my work. But yeah, no. It, and then I woke up this morning and Emma was like, look at your views. And yeah, it was it's pretty cool. So yeah, I just don't want to get too, too involved in that because I, I don't really think that's what it's about. Yeah. I think it's and, just about being there. And that makes absolute sense because the second you get wrapped up in views, then... I think you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You lose sight of what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely fallen into that trap. Oh yeah. But, but to my defense, it's not just me. I'm trying to help other people build their brands. So they like, especially now, since we're starting to get a lot more requests for like interviews like this and stuff, they're starting to ask numbers like, oh, how many weekly views does your website get? Or how many weekly views does your Facebook get? And it's like, wait, so is that why I didn't get this interview? I didn't have enough views or, you know, and so it's like, crap, now I got to start paying attention to that. And I hate that. Yeah. It's that. I understand that it's the currency of today's industry, but at the same time, I'm caught in the world of not wanting to care about that, even yeah. though I know I, I kind of have to. It's, it, yeah, it's a weird duality. But the other thing that I've come to terms with is ultimately the numbers don't mean anything to anyone because I told so, or somebody asked me the question. I was like, yeah, we get, this amount like when we do the live stream we average this amount of views and they're like oh okay cool um i'll be all right do you have tuesday at six available and i'm like i think they just want to know that people are going to pay attention and it's not just nobody's listening so it's not like just wasting your time so i think that's more of what it is at least at this point but if it comes yeah. down to it where oh hey buster rhymes is free at six and it's between me or jam in the van he's probably going to go with jam in the van because they've got a huge following and we yeah you know we don't quite have that following but yeah 
you know, when it's on the independent level, people are a lot more, okay, people are paying attention. Yeah, it's not the biggest numbers in the world, but people are paying attention and maybe in the future, you know, so I think at least on the independent level, people are a little bit more forgiving or what I consider big numbers aren't necessarily considered big numbers by other people. If that yeah. makes sense. But yeah. To get off my soapbox a little bit, you know, uh, once again, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. It is currently quarter to five, so I'm debating on if I want to go to breakfast or go to bed. Uh, you know, it's it's that weird part of the day where it's like, I can go to sleep and wake up in a couple hours because that sun's going to beam right through my window and I'm not going to be able to sleep anyways. Or do I just go to breakfast and enjoy the day? Take a nap. Yeah, that actually sounds like a good idea. Yeah. But once again, I appreciate appreciate it so much. Um, you know, anytime you ever got anything, you are like, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Like anytime you got anything, just let us know and we'll sure. we'll promote it and all that fun stuff. And we're we're still working through the goal of getting out to Sydney. Obviously, pandemic yes. pan, pandemic pending. Like I guess that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Um, so once again, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that's listening and will listen. Really appreciate you. Um, make sure you go support Bernie, Facebook, social media, YouTube, TikTok. Your and Emma's TikToks are amazing. So I better just throw it out there. Make sure you go check all that out. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> And uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all later. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Tom.